Thanks for joining us for this inspirational teaching by Pastor Jeffrey Smith, Senior Pastor of City of Life Church. For more information on City of Life, visit www.col.tv. Let's join the service already in progress. Romans 8.28 says this, and we know. Somebody say, we know. We know. Who is we? That's us. That's whoever's reading the Bible, who is ever serving God, who are Christians, who have been redeemed. We. This is a, a specific group of people that he's talking to. He says, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For we know, for we know that in all things, all things, all things, all things, God works for the good of those who love him. God works for the good of who? Those who love him. Those who what him? And have been what? Called according to what? His purpose. Now let's pair that with another great verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Look at someone next to you. Say, I've been wanting to call you a creature for weeks now. Tell somebody. I've been wanting to call you a creature for weeks. You're a new creature. If any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. Basically, a new creation is what that means. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things. There's that phrase again, all things. Behold, all things are become new. My message uh, title today is the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your protection here today. We know that you're with us. You walk with us through the tough times. I pray for every person that is here today, no matter what their struggle is, what they're going through, if they're depressed, if they're let down, if they're upset. Lord, if they're sad, they're, they're alienated. Lord, if they're guilty or shameful about something they've done in their life, if they're sick and they need a healing, I thank you, Jesus, that when you died on the cross, Everything I just mentioned and everything else that is not good, you took with you to the grave and it lost its power over our lives. But we proclaim the name of Jesus. That is the name that is above every name. And at the name of Jesus, everything will bow its knee in heaven and earth and under the earth. That means depression, failure, all those things must bow their knee to the name of Jesus when we are living in the authority that we've been given by you. Help me to communicate this truth in a way that honors you brings people closer to heaven today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. All right, raise your hand if you ever had MySpace. Come on, raise your hand if you ever had MySpace. Don't lie now, it's church. Let's do that one more time. Raise your hand if you ever had MySpace. I want to see everybody who's telling the truth today. All right, this is going to be a hard one. I'm going to tell you this one right here. That our numbers are going to go down. And there's going to be some people who, who should be raising your hand. But, but you're not going to raise your hand because you might be embarrassed. But raise your hand if you had a mullet in the 80s or 90s. Raise your hand if you had a mullet in the 80s or 90s. I have one. I don't think yours was better than mine, though, because mine was just glorious. It was like curly. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I don't have that right now. All right, we're probably going to get some more hands here. But who had some bell bottoms? Raise your hand if you used to wear some bell bottoms. That girl over there, she's like, I'm wearing them right now. So you, we tell my had bell bottoms. I have bell bottoms, Pastor Jack. Bell bottoms. Raise your hand if you had a flip phone. 
Did you have a flip phone? Anybody have a razor? Remember back in the razor day? All right, let's see how many divas are in here. Raise your hand if you had a pink razor, a hot pink razor. Oh, you're flipping your hand like that. You're like, oh, yeah, that's me right there. The pink razor Motorola. All right, here we go right here. Now, I got to finish, finish my sentence before you raise your hand. I ain't asking you to raise your hand on the first part. Say, so raise your hand if you ever went to Blockbuster. Wait, hold on. Don't raise your hand yet. If you ever went to Blockbuster to rent VHS tapes. I ain't talking about rent no DVDs. I'm talking about Blockbuster. That's, there ain't no Netflix back then. There's Blockbuster. And I'm telling you, people will wear anything to Blockbuster. They, they show up in Blockbuster with no shoes on, bathrobes, hair ain't been combed in eight days. They're walking around with an arm full of VHS. They don't know what to rent, so you just rent everything. You know what I'm saying? Blockbuster. Raise your hand if you remember back in the day that when you wanted to go on the Internet, the, the, the modem in your house made a sound like that sound of that ghost in the grudge. It'd be like, coming for your soul. You know what I'm saying? Who's thankful for quiet internet these days? Yeah, me too. Those are all old things that are out now, right? And who's got some things now that are better than the old things? You got some things that are better than the old things. The old things are passed away, and now you got new things. I love this scripture. It says, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. 2 Corinthians 5 says, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creature Old things are passed away. It means they're irrelevant now. The old things of your life, the poor decisions you made, the bad things you did, they're in the past. They're dead and gone. And the Bible says all things are made new. Can I get an amen from someone here today? All things have been made new. So just the same way that hopefully you ain't, you know, going home and going to get on MySpace today because I don't even know if that joker exists anymore. MySpace is old. It's not relevant anymore the old decisions you made in your past they're no longer relevant because you're new in christ and you have been given a new start you're a new creature in christ and what i love about this scripture is it says we know that in all things god works together for the good so in everything god is working out good but not for everyone it it kind of narrows it down it said god works all things for the good of the not all people God works all things for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Now, what's interesting about that is if you think about that statement that's kind of flipped around, you would say that if you do not love God and you are not, a, you are not called according to his purpose, then all things, the good, the bad, and everything in between, all things work against you. If you are not called according to his purpose. So that is an interesting idea that if you love God and if your life and your heart are committed to the things of God, then all things work together for your good. So I'm going to need nine volunteers up here to death. And that's a huge number of volunteers. So let me get some people to come. Okay, whoa. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Two more. Got a lady. That's great. Okay. Anyone else today? We got a young lady coming from back there. Come on, give her a hand. She's coming from the back. There we go. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I thought we had another lady that was up here. Who was that? 
One, there we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Perfect. We got give give our team a hand up here. That's a good looking team. All right, so so Carlos, come on up to the front. Yuli, come on up to the front. Uh, who am I gonna make the good guy on in this one? You're asking for it, so no, not you. Uh, let's bring Kenny up here. Come on, Kenny, come on up to the top. Uh, right here. Okay, so th- what I'm going to do now is I'd like three of you to stand right here. And I would like three of you to stand behind them, right here, r- directly behind them. There we go. Right there. Boom, boom, boom. One, two, three. Right here. Perfect. All right, so here we go. All things work together for the good. Let's read it together. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. One more time, out loud. And we know that in all things, God works who have been called according to his purpose. All things in life, all things in life work for your good. All things, I'm going to say it until you get it today. All things work for your good when you're called according to his purpose. When you love God and you're called according to his purpose. So the question, if you're going to get the benefit out of this verse, if you're going to realize how powerful it is that all things work for your good, then you need to meet the conditions. God does not work all things for the good of all people. Only the people that qualify for those conditions. So it's the people that love him that are called according to his purpose. So Kenny, lift up both of your hands today. Kenny loves God and is called according to his purpose. But how do you know someone loves God? See, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Then you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. So you can't be living in truth according to Jesus unless you are continuing in the word of God, living out the word of God. You show the testament of your discipleship is not in the things you say, but it's in your lifestyle. Are you a disciple because you're following God? Then you will live in truth. And the truth is that you're a follower of Christ because you've demonstrated it with your life. Then he says in the book of John, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So there's a difference in saying you love God Or thinking you love God many times and actually loving God. See, there are many people. So Kenny is the one who loves God. Kenny, you can put your hands down for a second. So Kenny is the guy who actually loves God. But down here we have Carlos. Carlos, put your finger up to your forehead forehead there. Or your your temple there. So so Carlos thinks he loves God. You know why? Because Carlos has a Z88.3 sticker on his car. (laughs) And he thinks that he loves God. Why? Because he only listens to the XM Christian station. He saw God's not dead 18 times. (laughs) Carlos texted 100 people just the phrase, God's not dead. So he thinks, he thinks that just because he has done the external things that you're supposed to do, Carlos has been to 14 consecutive Easter services. Carlos has not missed a Wednesday night in years. But can I tell you something? There are many people that think they love God just because of external things. But, the, but, but Jesus said, 
You shall love the Lord your God with your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. We don't just love the Lord because we do things. We have to love him first, and we do things because we love him. It is a natural result of our loving God that causes our obedience. So it can't be people that just think they love God because it doesn't say all things work together for the good of those who think they love God, who are called according to his purpose, because all things don't work for the good of someone who thinks they love God. It only works for the good of those who love God. Look at the person next to you say, I want to be Kenny. You want to be Kenny up there. Lift your hands, Kenny. There you go. Okay, so we've got Carlos over here who thinks he loves God, and now we've got Yuli over here. Now cross your arms, Yuli. Yuli does not love God. Okay? Great, i got to get a new worship leader. Yuli does not love God. And Yuli's character does not love God. Yuli does not love God, and, and so... Yuli is standing here with his arms crossed. There are some people that are so mad at the world, so mad at life, so mad at society, so mad at God, actually, or, or even so mad at God that they have convinced themselves that God does not even exist. They don't even believe in the concept of the God. They say things of God. They say things like, well, if, if there was a, a God, then how come he allows this? And how come he allows that? And if, if there is a God and that's really how he is, I wouldn't want to serve him anyways. So this is their posture in life. They don't love God. And can I tell you something? All things do not work for the good of those who don't love him and are not called according to his purpose. Things work against you in life. Not just some things. All things work against your good when you do not love God. All things work against your good when you only think you love God. But you do not love God because your heart is not committed to God. Your lifestyle is not committed to God. All things work against you. Now let's look at row two here. So in row two, we have got good things. So Reuben put both thumbs up. Reuben is going to represent the good things of life. How many people like good things when good things happen in life? Raise your hand if you like some good things. It's fun. We, we all enjoy good things. Okay, so what happens is Reuben, when, when good things happen to Ken up there, he rejoices. And you know what Ken does? Ken, get down on your knees. When something good happens to Ken, he praises the Lord. He thanks the Lord because something good has happened to him. And he says, God, I could never cause something good to happen to myself. It's only you that could bring about something good. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Good things can't come from me. They can only come from you. Jeremiah, put your hands out to the side. You're just sort of in the middle. You're, you're indifferent. Like you're not really a good thing or a bad thing. You're just an everyday thing in life. You know what you are? You're getting a parking space at the front of the Mall at Millennia on Christmas or, or on Black Friday. That's what you are. That's not really a good or a bad thing. It's just sort of in between. But you know what? When Kenny gets a parking space on Black Friday, you know what he does? He gets down on his knees and he looks up into heaven and he says, thank you, Jesus, for that parking space at the front of Mall at Millennia. No one else got it but you open it up for me a parking space ain't really good or bad it's just a parking space but to Kenny God has just used something that is neutral a neutral thing has worked for his good why it has brought him closer to the Lord okay and now you over here you're gonna put actually put your thumbs down put your thumbs down you're bad okay these are bad things these are bad things and what are bad things they're bad things 
their, their trials, their tribulations, their struggles, their, their bad reports from the doctor, their sickness, their moments of, of desertion where you've put your life into somebody and you've loved them and, and you've kept your end of the bargain and you've kept your vows and they walked out on you and they walked out on God and they abandoned you and they left you. But you know what happens to Kenny? When that happens to Kenny, somebody that loves God, what happens is they find that the bad things that happen to them in their life, where does it take them? It takes them right to their knees. They say, God, I can't handle these things myself, but you can figure out a way to take a trial and a tribulation in my life and you you can turn it into something good because I believe in my life that trials only lead me closer to you. That, that, that troubles only produce perseverance in me. That persecution produces perseverance in me, which makes me rely on you more. So what is happening in Kenny's life is that all things, good things, indifferent things, or bad things are constantly working toward his good. Okay, now let's look at the next level. So the next level up here, you're going to go and you're going to point behind you. This is time. This is the past. This represents things in your past. Okay? So I love this. All things work for the good of those that love him. That means good and different and bad things that have happened in the past, God used them all for his glory. So to Kenny, when Kenny, before he was saved, he looked at all the negative things in his life. He looked at all the, where's the negative? He looked at all the negative things in his life that happened in his past. And when he looks back at his life now as a Christian, he realized, God, I, I realized that all the bad things that ever happened to me in my past were leading me to you. So I'm now on my knees, humbled in the fact that I overcame those things, not because of me, but because of you. All the neutral things in my life were things that in my past are things that led me to you. All the good things that happened in my past are things that led me to you. And here we have the present. So point down. So in the middle, we've got the present. Everything Kenny's going through right now, right now that's bad. Everything that Kenny's going through right now that's intermediate. Everything that Ken's going through right now that's good. All of it. It's humbling him. It's bringing to him his knees. He's getting closer to God because of what's going on. And what I also love, and do me a favor, Scotty, point forward. So what I love is that Kenny doesn't, also doesn't have to worry about his future because he knows that his future is secure in the Lord, that all the good things in his future, all the indifferent things in the middle, all the bad things in his life, God is going to take care of him. He's not worried about the report that he's going to get from the doctor. He's not worried worried about his salary. He's not worried about the things that are in front of him. He's not worried about the stock market crashing or the wrong president getting elected or the wrong people being in power in the world because he knows God is in control of everything in his life. His future is secure in God. He doesn't have to worry about the future. Why? Because all things work together for the good of those that love him that are called according to his purpose. Things past, things present, things future, things that are good, things that are in the middle, things that are bad all things come on somebody give him a praise if you believe that for your life today but look down here look down here isn't it terrible that when you don't love God everything in your past good bad or in the middle the good the bad the ugly and everything in between None of y'all are ugly, by the way. Yeah, you're all good when it comes to the looks. That no matter what has happened to you when you're over here, all of them have worked against you. 
Do you know why the good? You say, well, what do you mean that the good has worked against me? The good works against you when you don't love God because when something good happens, you take credit for it. When something good happens in your life, rather than it humbling you and you drop to your knees and go, wow, God, only you could produce something so wonderful. You poke your chest up in the air. We all do. We poke our chest up in the air and say, look what I did. And you begin to take the credit for things that can only come from God. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. But rather than attributing the good things to God, you take credit for it. When the intermediate things happen that are just sort of in between, you don't really care. And when the bad things happen, you start blaming everyone else. When the bad things happen to you and you don't love God, it's somebody else's fault. It's never your fault. So do you see? And your past is the same way. When you don't love God, your past, all it does is work against you. All, all, the middle things. Now, now, everything works against you. In the future, everything works against you. Why? Because it never draws you closer to God. It only brings distance to your life. You guys can all sit down. Could you give my volunteers an amazing hand here today? Look at someone next to you and say, be Kenny. Be a Kenny. Be a Kenny. If you love him. See, that's the condition. If you love him, if you love him, then all things work for your good. How do you know you love him? Do you live for him? See, Jesus asked Peter a question after the resurrection. Jesus asked Peter a question in John chapter 21. Jesus came to the beach. Peter went out fishing. He was all depressed because he had failed Jesus, and he kind of went back to his old life. He was a fisherman before he met Jesus. Went fishing with all his friends. Jesus comes up on the shore, cooks them breakfast. They come back to the shore. He takes Peter back. At the very place, there were, he was cooking on hot coals. Peter denied Jesus the last time around some coals that were burning. So the very place that Peter denied him, Jesus took him back at that same place. And Jesus looks at Peter and he says, Peter, do you love me? And Peter goes, you know that I love you. And he goes, then... Feed my lambs. And then, then he asks him again. And Peter is already feeling very vulnerable because he's just denied Jesus. He, he, everyone knows it. He claimed verbally that night when Jesus said, you're going to deny me. He said, if someone's going to deny me. Peter said, I would die before I would deny you. And he denied him three times. So Jesus asked him a second time. He said, Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, take care of my sheep. The second time. And then finally, the third time he says to him, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And the Bible says Peter was hurt because he asked Jesus the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, he said, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. And what Jesus was trying to tell Peter is the true testament of your love is never what you say. It's never the answer that you give. You just told me the other night that you would rather die than deny me, but you denied me three times. I asked you if you loved me, and you kept answering. What I'm trying to tell you is that if you love me, you're going to live for me. See, and if we are going to be the person that all things works for our good, then we must become the person that loves God with our whole heart, all of our strength, and we live called according to his purpose. Then we know that all things are going to work for our good. So what we really need to work on in our personal life is making sure that we love 
God. Just focus on loving God. Focus on committing your life to God. Then he uses the good things for your favor. And you say, well, well, you know, when I was, you know, before I loved God, God used those good things for me. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, you say, well, what about people that win the lottery? That's good. Well, you know, some of those people jump off of buildings. Because they get everything the world has to offer. And if it's not connected to the goodness of God, then it means nothing. Or, or you know, you say, well, what are, what are, what are the, you said good things, bad things, and neutral things. Give me an example of a neutral thing. Well, okay, fine. Uh, about a year ago, I was with my family. And it was very late. We were coming back from the movies. I got off the turnpike. I, I got to a green light on uh, Kissimmee Park Road. There was no one behind me. I could see... A half mile behind me, no one behind me, no one in front of me. And I slowed down my car before I got to the intersection because I was telling my family, my kids, about this song that I had heard. It's just like a pop song I heard on the radio. I thought it was a really good song. So I look in my rearview mirror, no one behind me, no one around. So I slow down and rather go through the intersection, I, I look on Spotify and I put this song on. So I, I stopped my car essentially. And I press play. And then I looked up and started to drive, and the spot that I would have been in if I had not reached down and pressed play on my phone, the spot that I had been in, a car ran a red light going 80 miles an hour and hit another car head on right there. In a, I would have been in that spot. He would have crushed both sides of my car, my, my side and my kid's side on the other side. So what happened is the song that I played, it's just some song. It's just a neutral thing. It's like a parking spot. It's not good or it's bad. But what happened is I love God, so God used that thing. He worked that thing out for my good. Why? Because I love him. I'm called according to his purpose. He used that everyday thing to work out something for my good. God will take those neutral things of your life, and when you live called according to his purpose, he works them all out for your good. Or even the bad things of life. You know, sickness and disease. Or, or things that are terrible, you think, well, how could that ever work for my benefit? Well, Romans 5 says, you know, we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces patience and perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So it means that whatever we go through, good, bad, neutral, God is going to use it for his glory. He's going to use those things to bless us. Don't you worry. Don't you fret today. I want to give you one more example on how the things that may be neutral can benefit even two different Christians in different or even opposite ways, but can still be for God's glory because he's changed you. You become the new creature. So the things, while they may be neutral things, they bless different people differently. God uses it to bless one person one way and another person another way because you are the one that has changed and you are the one that loves him. Listen to this. Romans 14, 2 says, for instance, a person who has been around for a while, for instance, maybe a Christian who's been saved for a long time and is very mature in the things of the Lord, may be convinced that he can eat anything on the table. While another with a different background, let's say, for instance, a person who has just got saved and has lots of things in their life that they feel very convicted about that they don't want to do anymore. It says, while another with a different background might assume he should only be a vegetarian and eat accordingly. Accordingly, But since both are guests at Christ's table, wouldn't it be terribly rude if they fell to criticizing what the other one ate or did not eat? God, after all, invited both of them to the table. Do you have any business crossing people off the guest list or interfering with God's welcome? If there are corrections to be made or manners to be learned, God can handle it without your help. 
Or say a person thinks that some days should be set aside as holy and another thinks that each day is the same. There are good reasons either way, so each person is free to follow the convictions of conscience. What's important in all this is that if you keep a holy day, keep it for the sake of God. If you eat meat, eat it to the glory of God and thank God for prime rib. (laughs) Praise you, Jesus. The modern version says, and Oreos, prime rib and Oreos. It says, if you are a vegetarian, eat vegetables to the glory of God and thank God for broccoli. And, and, and kind of what it's also saying too is that if you drink water every time you go to a restaurant, you say water with lemon, let someone else order a Diet Coke without giving them a lecture on aspartame. Amen. <laughs> Praise God for Diet Mountain Dew. None of us are permitted to insist on our own way in these matters. It's God we are answerable to all the way from life to death, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Not each other. That's why Jesus lived and died and then lived again so that he could be our master across the entire range of life and death. The good, the bad, the ugly, the past, the present, and the future to free us from the petty tyrannies of each other. Isn't this an interesting story that broccoli is an example in this, it's a thing. Broccoli is not good or bad in terms of spiritual value. It's just a thing. To one person, God has changed them on the inside. And broccoli might represent restraint. They used to do everything, but now God is saying, don't do everything. And this is a holy thing to them. But to another person, prime rib. They, they don't eat broccoli anymore. They used to eat only broccoli, but now they feel the freedom in Christ to have some prime rib. So the thing, while it is neutral, God has changed you. Therefore, all things work for your good when you allow God to change you and you've been called according to his purpose. So don't get so caught up on the details. Get caught up on the loving of Jesus. Can I get an amen from somebody today? Get caught up in the loving of Jesus. When you get caught up in the loving of Jesus, then all things work for your good. I hope you love the Lord today. I hope you do. And I hope you demonstrate that by living for him in everything you do. If you don't love him with your whole heart and all of your strength, just do it. Just give him everything you got today. If you feel him speaking to you in your heart right now, just kind of calling you to something deeper, listen to that voice today. Listen to his voice. He's calling you into that life. He's calling you into a deeper life with him, to trust in him, to rely on him more. I'm I'm confident today in my life that no matter what happens, you know, I'll even take it to the next step. Paul went on to say, he said, I don't even know if it's better to live or to die. He says, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. So all things means all things. So if you're worried and you say, well, what if I died? Well, you know, then you'd be with Jesus. That's the answer to that question. It means that in all things, God works together for the good of those that love him who are called according to his purpose in life, in death, in the good, in the bad, and the ugly. If you love him, everything works for your good ultimately because that it goes on to say in verse 29 that he predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. That's our ultimate destiny is to be just like Jesus. And it means everything we go through is pushing us closer and closer and closer to our ultimate destiny of being like Jesus. So I love you guys today. I'm, I'm encouraged by by you, by seeing you every week show up here and go out in this community and, and change the place that you live and your jobs. I would be, my wife and I had had dinner with some friends this week and both of them are in 
you know, secular jobs that really don't have anything to do with ministry. And both of them were telling us stories of Jesus being seen in their career and in their industry, leading people to the Lord and bringing the hope and the message of God to people in their world. That's what this is all about. It's not about you guys quitting your job and becoming a pastor or a preacher or becoming the ministry. Some people are called to that. But, but, but you know, the truth is this is really about taking Jesus into the world. It's about taking Jesus into the world that you live in and letting the love of God transform you. And while it transforms you, it's going to transform people around you. That's what it's all about. So today, before we close, I'd just like to give one invitation. If you've never let Jesus become your everything, do that today. Give your heart and your soul to him. Love him with all your heart. Focus on loving him. Let him take care of the details. We hope you enjoyed this teaching by Pastor Jeffrey Smith. You can be a part of what God is doing here at City of Life by clicking give at www.col.tv or by texting a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. Thanks for joining us.